Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hashtag All Podcasts Matter, the podcast about politics, social issues, movie news, and Keanu Reeves. We went to Comic-Con a few weeks ago. That was pretty great. Whilst we were there, we attended a panel for the best zombie show on television. That's right. Of course, I'm talking about Z Nation, the one with the action and the comedy and the drama, the one that hasn't been doing the same thing for years. But I digress. On the panel, uh, there's DJ Qualls, who at one point actually pulled out the ones and twos to prove that his name isn't just for show. Also on the panel was Russell Hodgins, Hodgkinson, Keith Allen, Anastasia Baranova, the showrunner, writer, and co-creator Carl Schaefer, and executive producer David Lett. And I can't forget Kalita Smith, who you may know from the Bernie Mac show, which Vic reminded me of. I'm like, Vic, I didn't forget she's on the Bernie Mac show. How could I forget? The show is great. Who you with? Uh, it was a real pleasure. She was um, pretty fun to be on the panel. I'm very excited and uh, happy to be there. Also, just as a note, the uh, recorder sitting next to me was on an empty seat. Who uh, The journalist next to me also had some stuff on that chair. And her phone was set to vibrate. Which is fantastic because you can hear it in the recording sometimes. So that's that. They showed some clips to get us excited for season five, which looked pretty great. Uh, they took some shots of that other zombie show over there, which was pretty hilarious and greatly appreciated. Also, DJ Qualls and Cleta Smith gave some people some hugs. We also sat in studio seats, which were really close and upfront, and made us feel pretty important. And of course, what would any panel be without an audience Q&A? They also announced a new series on Netflix, um, a spinoff called Black Summer, which takes place four months before the apocalypse, which sounds pretty amazing. Can't wait to see that. Z Nation comes back in October, and Black Summer should be out later this summer. Hope you all enjoy. Kalita. Yes, Jesus. Let, let's talk about your relationship with Mario Van Peebles in, in the show. Could we? Can, can, you, can you divulge some stuff? No, he was fantastic. Oh my God! What, like, what a great energy of testosterone that was. Oh my God, he was beautiful to look at, and he's an excellent, excellent actor, um, as well as a director. But actor is—he was delicious to work with, um, um, and I mean that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I don't know what you want to know. What? We kept our clothes on. What? <laughs> Did you really though? Uh, uh, I had to. Hey, Kalita, I have a question. Okay. Oh, this is a practical question. I'm new to piking zombies with knives. I've only done it twice. Okay. Um, I'm curious, uh, was that, is that a, is it a CGI blade that he just used? Was the blade CGI? Because I've, I've been doing both. And what works best? Well, because it, it was Mario, he used a real blade. Was it, was it a real blade? I mean, like, a, it was... A real blade. And the, was it a real blade? <laughs> <laughs> it is a real blast. I'm trying to become a better zombie killer. Can you help me? I'm just asking, is it Carl? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I, I punk out a lot, so mine is fake. Yeah. A lot. Because I'm, I don't want to hurt nobody. Yeah, you're going right at their head. That's what I'm asking. You like, said what? You're going right at the back of their head with it. So that's why I usually just do a handle. Yeah. If I'm well, doing that from behind. A hill. A hill yeah. is, what, is um, what we use in order to not hurt the person because... I believe it sometimes. Don't you do it now? Yeah. I believe it. So I might really go through their head. 
So um, we use a, a just a handle sometimes, and um, the wonderful trick of editing. They put the blade in, and they bring the whole little shoosh, that little thing, and um, it just works out beautifully. So Thank you. Uh, next time you need some help, I'll call Mario and speed out for you. All right, thanks. <laughs> so, so DJ, yeah. a little bit of a change of pace for you in the next season. You're actually joining the group. Yeah, I, uh, I've left the North Pole. Part of my uh, deal this year, coming back to the show, was like, get me out of the damn North Pole and with the guys. It's so great to be on a show. Uh, well, one of the things that draws you to TV is that you want to feel like you're in a family, right? Like, it's, it's a, unlike a movie, it's open-ended, it can go on forever and ever, or for a very long time. And so you, I was really missing that sense of, that I was on a show, the sense of camaraderie, and it's really been great to work with the cast. Although... Uh, I do kind of miss being shooting by myself because shooting the show is hard, and I would shoot thirty pages in a day by myself. And then, oh and, yeah, uh, brother! No, but it's been, it's been great because most of your scenes have been with me, so it's been fantastic. It's been amazing. It's been great. She's the best. We got some cute shit happening. You just she won't answer a question, but she's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on how much Mario Van Peebles is involved. In exactly. The so I want to talk to Carl Schaefer because you got some different things going on this year. You got a, a new breed, uh, dare I say, a new, a new breed of zombie. Yes, uh, the Black Rain caused a side effect and gave all of the zombies a level of consciousness. And so this season we have talkers, uh, talking zombies who are problematic for our characters. And zombies can think and plan and uh, cause various trouble. Um, unlike they have in previous seasons. So, yeah, this is going to be uh, uh, a very different season, I think, of season two. So, technically speaking, though, wouldn't Murphy be considered the first talker? Uh, he could be, yeah. He's a little different breed because he's got a he's sort of such a uh, hobo stew of <laughs> chemicals and bites and that's big talker. With a splash of love. <laughs> So, yeah, every, every zombie's a little bit different this season. And speaking of different, before I forget, I want to make sure everybody stays after the panel because uh, we've got a little surprise for you guys, some, some news that you're going to want to stick around for. But before we get to that... Is it Mario Van Peebles? It, <laughs> I know, is it? Wait a minute. I would have worn a different dress. What? What, what? what kind of blade was it, Kalita? Huh? What kind of blade was it? A big blade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow. So, Anastasia, <laughs> you're back. And you're, you're back. You're rejoining yeah. the group. And we're so happy about it. And but you, you know a little few things about the talkers. So I want you to tell about what you're doing in the next season. Uh, I do. I do know some things about the talkers. Um, I, well, what can I start? What can I Say it all. Tell everything. <laughs> Carl does not care about any kind of spoilers. <laughs> Well, uh, assuming you guys know what uh, what happens to Lucy, uh, Addie finds herself alone in the world and looking for a mission and uh, has a soft spot for these talkers, you know, people, zombie type things. Just, you know, real emotional as she usually is. And, uh, yeah, so she starts kind of like helping them out and stuff. See, that's cool. So, in other words, you're like an underground railroad. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. That's pretty neat. Now, this season, everybody's on their way to New America, correct? And, uh, Russell, y y you have 
you have some teachings. You have Doc's stone teachings to uh, bestow upon people. Yeah, I, so I you know. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, if y'all, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, drunken history. Anybody know what yeah. that is? Yeah. Right? Well, I, I didn't even know what it was because I'm not. I don't know. I just don't know. But uh, apparently, this year we got uh, Doc's stone history. And so, uh, yeah, I have a little mission. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, where who knew Doc was a kind of a history buff, and so that's uh, a new angle. For Doc, and yeah, he talks all about it and uh, goes into his imagination. And uh, we have some crazy characters portraying some uh, some of our founding fathers, which is really fun. It's going to be a great episode. We're shooting it right now, so it's really fun. I still have like blood in my fingernails. I couldn't get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that wishes we had Doc Stone history taught in school? <laughs> like Mister Rogers. Yeah, I, I totally would have went. <laughs> Now, Lydia, you're joining one hell of a tight-knit group of people here. Yes. And you also know a little bit about the talkers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your character, Pandora? Uh, well, Pandora, she, she already is a resident of America. And um, I, I don't think we've quite determined yet whether or not she's good or bad. Well, based on that dress you wear in that one episode, <laughs> I think you bad, girl. <laughs> she wears a latex dress. I know, it's, it's a little embarrassing because I smell like a giant condom, so I feel bad for everyone that has to be around me because I'm in head-to-toe latex and mood. When it's like 100 degrees outside. <laughs> and she don't look like no condom now. <laughs> She's mysterious. Yeah, Doc sees her from afar. He don't know what to make of it. She's hot. She's hot. She's weird looking. Yeah, I just saw what I looked like for the first time because I don't really see myself outside the hair and makeup chair. I look really creepy. She's <laughs> eating, watching her eat with that mask on. It's like basically yeah. watching an autopsy. It's not pretty. So yeah, I, I am I am a sort of human zombie hybrid. So I am this new breed of talker, and we're not really sure what side Pandora falls on. I'm sure we'll all be watching to find out. Now, Murphy, or Keith, or Murphy, or whichever you prefer, um, you have some new dates in the new season. Yeah, you know, Murphy, the opportunist that he is, you know, he's always figuring out, how do I work this apocalypse angle thing, you know? So, actually, uh, Murphy kind of goes off, and uh, his, his blends have, have been uh, creating basically the new Las Vegas of the apocalypse, which is called Limbo. And Murphy's basically the Hugh Hefner of the uh, of Limbo, and so uh, we just shot this episode a couple weeks ago, I guess. Oh my God, we had so much fun because uh, it's sort of like every crazy thing you would bet on, you know, if it was legal. Like uh, what were some of the games we had? Uh, punch a lawyer. Um, what punch a lawyer? Who's a puker? <laughs> um, Oh yeah, whack a zombie, which was like a sort of whack a mole thing. Um, zombie roulette, where they actually like hit the zombie's head, and his eyeball pops out and goes around the roulette wheel. You know, <laughs> so it's like this crazy fun apocalypse town. Oh my god, it's so much fun. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like rocking the uh, rocking the apocalypse in, in Las Vegas. Totally styling. He's another fashion. Oh lady. my god. In her life. I mean, yeah. They knocked it. Well, hold on, I got to show you the shoes. These are Murphy's shoes. I stole them for. I mean, they're covered in spikes and stuff. They're fantastic. It's just amazing. Now, 
five seasons, man. You guys, you guys have really shown some longevity, and I can honestly say the fan base just seems to be growing. It's good growing. Showing that age, I was gonna punch you in the balls. I, I swear, I thought you were saying, "We're just really showing your age." Boom. Well, no, I, 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 that's why I keep turning. <laughs> now, speaking of doing things for the fans, you guys want to talk to the casting crew? If so, I want you to line up by the mics. They're on the sides. Uh, one of these kind people—I can't really see it from up here—but they will—they will definitely get you. Uh, talking to these fine folks, so we'll get back to that in just a few minutes, but continuing with David for a minute. Yes. Because we just love you. Don't we love David? Yeah. yeah. Okay, David. He's the eye candy on the stage, man. <laughs> now, I hear that, well, since we kind of spoiled the Sharknado thing, maybe we have something else that's actually Z Nation related. You guys want a little more? Yeah, we haven't seen anything. I know. For the first time ourselves. So. See, I'm just instigating because I want to see the cool stuff too. If you stick around, Carl will have a chat. Carl, what do you think? Can we show the, the premiere of the season five Z Nation trailer? Yes. Do it for the vine. Yes. Come on, do it for the vine. You guys want it? How long can you get? How long can you get? You want it? Are we ready for the trailer? Yeah. I want to see what we do. I feel not to be blue. <sighs> well, I'll tell you, last season I was like a regular old white dude. <laughs> and you know, I was like, eh, I'd rather be a color, quite frankly. Yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> Kalita, what color am I this year? Well. Come on, you got a few of them. Flaming Hot Cheetos. She calls me Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> Boston, Boston Baked Bait. <laughs> Cherry Chain. You know, I, I love it. I love I love that, uh, you know, the uh, being a different color. I think it really makes, you need a monster. I mean, Mar Murphy's a monster at heart, and, and it really makes him stand out. But it's hard to hide in plain sight when you're bright ass red. So uh, I love it. He, well, he's got to own it. And I must, say, I must say, though, you, you're kind of sexier in this whole little red. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's a little soft, some. I don't know. We're family, but <laughs> so, Carl, there, there's a lot going on in season five. I mean, everyone's getting; to, they're about to form a new country in New America. Everyone's on their way there, and it's kind of like almost being around in 1776 in a lot of ways. And there's a lot of political allegories you got going on in this season that kind of mirror what's going on in the world today. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Well. I I mean, I think the zombie apocalypse has always been a stand-in for what we all sort of feel is the, what's the worst that could happen? Um, and in this season, our characters finally make it to America, which is a bunch of colonies that are trying to come together and form a new country. Um, and they meet, our characters meet up with this new character, George, who's kind of like the George Washington, uh, played by Katie O'Brien of the apocalypse. Um, and there's a, uh, a huge incident that happens in uh, one of the opening episodes that blows the whole country apart and then our characters have to sort of save this new nation killing one zombie at a time. 
And the big uh, um, sort of conflict this season is whether the talkers are going to be citizens in this new country or not. Um, and whether the talkers will side with the humans or side with the zombies going forward. And that's kind of the big dilemma of the season from which everything flows. That's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, the one thing I always loved about the, zo the zombie subgenre is it always is kind of socially conscious, you know? I mean, from George Romero yeah, right to... Back to the roots of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's very cool. And before we get to the crowd, because, man, you guys are lining up. I can see Love that. It. So before we get to the crowd, I, I just want to go right down the line. We'll start with Kalito. What has been your favorite part about this whole experience for you and, and the arc of your character? Because your character has had a pretty serious arc, man. Yes. Um, I think getting the job. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Um, and, and, and it's been a fantastic ride because I've been able to play in the world of this woman who is... She like surpasses whatever I could hope to do in the apocalypse because I would never freaking be in the apocalypse. But uh, I'm sorry, was that my boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I would have to say getting the job and getting the opportunity to work in this genre because I wasn't really familiar with the genre and um, the respect that I have for it now and just the, the loyalty that these fans have for this genre is fantastic. David? Well, you know, after five years, I mean, we're just, what's great is that we're just family. I mean, it's just, uh, we can count on one, one another. It's uh, the difference between going to set uh, on the first day to just visiting the set uh, a few weeks ago. I was telling the producers uh, on the ground, like, this is a well-oiled machine. It's, it's, it's so professionally done and produced, but it's... Uh, I, I love what comes out of Carl, the, uh, the creativity of uh, the different zo uh, zombies that we go through. And despite, you know, kind of the feel of what uh, season five is, there are still cheese wheels. I mean, it's still a fun show, even there's some heavy themes going on. Uh, but this cast and this crew is just uh, five seasons of this. I, I, I swear, I know sci-fi season two, I want five more seasons. <coughs> Carl. Thanks, Dan. I think for me it's just seeing how much the, the the characters and the actors themselves have changed over the course of the season. I think most TV shows, the rule of thumb is you kind of, Archie Bunker was the same at the end of the series as he was at the beginning. Um, you know, Walking Dead, all the characters are basically the same as they ever were. Our characters, you go back and look at first, the first season, it's a, they totally changed in the way that I think five years of apocalypse would totally change you. And that's been the fun part, is just sort of responding to who they are, finding out who they are, and growing the characters into that, you know? Uh, um, uh, particularly with, like, Kalita wasn't, wasn't the lead of the show in the beginning, but it was in working with her and seeing how the characters went, she just naturally became, grew into the lead of the show. Um, and that's sort of been a rule of thumb since then, is just kind of, these characters, uh, kind of who they are um, at, at their core, and seeing that play out in these characters is what's been fun. Awesome. Anastasia? Um, I, you know, I think for me, definitely getting to be a part of something that's um, bigger than, than me, um, not only within like the cast and the crew, but also going to the cons and meeting people, what we've kind of discovered is that Z Nation is a family show. 
Because, um, like, people are like, yeah, watch it with my grandma. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and I think that's really, really important that, you know, our cheese wheel and our, like, you know, fun, silly world is something that kind of has people come together for 44 minutes or whatever it is. Um, and then, yeah, getting to play team with these guys, getting to be a badass, strong woman in the genre is also really cool. Yeah. So that's kind of hot, though, I have to say. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You kick some ass. You hang out with these guys. And your great sister and your partner looks just great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Keith, it, it's it's the shoes, right? <laughs> it's all about He's the about Let's be honest. Uh, no, you know, for me, it's really is, and I, I really didn't expect this, but getting to really connect with the fans on a one-on-one basis, especially when we do conventions like this, and really hear personal stories about how our little zombie show affects people's lives in such a positive way. I, I really had no expectation of that. Uh, you know, people will tell me, like, yeah, we, we have family night and watch Z Nation or one woman just sent me a, a video of her, her kid who's got a, a really bad ADD and this is, he, Z Nation is the only thing he will sit still for and, uh, and how he's drawn to my character and to know that, you know, what I'm doing this small way is affecting someone's life in a much bigger way than I could have ever expected. It's, it's really touching and, and satisfying, isn't it? Russell, it's Keith's shoes, right? <laughs> uh, wow, for me, um, having a job is really cool. <laughs> uh, love that part. Um, but also, the really unique thing about television is, uh, unlike theater and unlike film, you really get to help develop a character over a long period of time. Like Carl was saying, um, all of us weren't the characters initially. We've kind of developed them over time. And uh, so much of our own personalities kind of come through, and our writers and producers and directors are uh, really nurture that, and they, they, they want to see the best of you, you know. But um, other than that, it's the, the connection that we have with our fans all over the, the world, really. It's amazing that we have fans just from everywhere, Venezuela and Brazil and Egypt, and yeah, it's really astounding. And uh, just, I feel really grateful to be part of it, and really grateful that you guys came out and uh, supported us today. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to say, honestly, before I had the opportunity to join the cast and be a part of the show working with all of these incredibly talented actors, I was just like every single one of you out there in this room where I was a fan of the show. So for me, this opportunity of being a part of this family and the Z Nation, I mean, it really is a dream come true, so I love it. Um, although, you know, Pandora is a little bit of a... She's mysterious. She's not in that dress. Or is not exactly like me, but I do. I do love playing her, and she's. You know, if you saw her in the video, she don't look like me. And I'm. You know, I think the biggest challenge is I'm stumbling through the apocalypse in eight and a half inch platform stilettos, and they made me blind in one eye in that mask. So I have no depth perception. <laughs> but you had in that dread. I, I love it. I love every single hot, sweaty, dirty moment with this incredible cast and everybody. It really is a dream come true. I love you guys. But you had in that dread. We are so lucky to have you. You cannot complain. It, it's amazing. Like you are I know you have to be uncomfortable like it's all day. Fun. It's and so you're, fun. you're great. And I, I sent you I sent Lydia a text a few weeks ago uh, telling her that Seeing her reminded me of when I first started acting, and it made me 
Like after a while, it becomes a job. It does. There, there are days that it, it's it's hard. There are days that you're just trying to get through like any other job, and you you don't always revel in the magic of what you're doing. And working with her, it's been sort of like a oh right, that's what it is. It's that. And it's that it's that's been a really cool thing. So thank you for that. Uh, it's been so much fun. I mean, Carl, I honestly I cannot thank you enough for this opportunity because I, I fucking love the show. I love Pandora and I love all you guys. This is amazing. And you hot in that dress. I am physically hot in that dress. Yes. Just to show you how the process works, Lydia came in and read for something else that she didn't. Yeah, I read for like, like a like much another role. man. But then we went, but we want to use her somewhere. Let's write something specifically for her. And that's, you know, we created the character to use her. So um, it, it worked out great. Something tells me she's going to end up being a real fan favorite. And she had in it. She is a lot of fun to play. It's really hard to get in and out of that costume, but she is so much fun. I love lurking around, you know, having my little moments with all the other actors and I, I mean I like I said I didn't realize just how creepy I looked until I saw the clips and stuff. <laughs> I mean I'm half blind, I got the silver hair and I mean it's awesome and I love it, but I mean I just I love working with you guys. It's really great. DJ, your favorite part about being a part of this experience. You know what's great about being on the show is because we're in the the apocalypse, you're forced to do what you have to do to survive. And that gives me an opportunity, like an actor my size doesn't get to do physical stuff very often. And so uh, Citizen Z's become, like, he can kick ass, and I'm, I'm stoked to be able to do that. And it's real because you have to do it. Uh, these people obviously have a lot of skills, otherwise they would be dead. So um, it's fun to play a badass. I, I really enjoy that. And also Taco Day is my favorite day. Let's go to the crowd. A girl in the red. Hello. Um, my question is for Lydia. I love you, first of all. Love you so much. Love you, love you, love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I follow you on Instagram, and I, first of all, I think we have a lot in common from our love of Disney. Yes, I do love Disney. Disney's Haunted Mansion. Um, I would love to take a picture on the Haunted Mansion floor where you're, like, laying in the middle of it. Oh, like, yes. I, yes, so that's one of my dreams. Anyway, um, so I know you're a huge fan already of horror and gore and all of that, so it almost seems like you didn't really need to, like, prepare for this, <laughs> but did you, or what did you do if you did? I, I did, you know, I, I'm definitely an avid horror fanatic, anyone who knows anything about me knows that I'm obsessed with horror, and I'm pretty sure my prop collection might rival Guillermo del Toro's, I'm just obsessed with all of it. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I have done a little bit of training, something that's going to get introduced a little later in the season, coming up in my next episode, I'm about to go back up and film. I get to play with some really fun swords and knives, so I've been doing a bit of fight training, um, so yeah, I'll get to start experimenting in that department with my character. It might be tricky, I'm a little scared with who I might fight with, because I have no depth perception, but it's going to be fun, I'm really excited. And she's going to be at that dress. <laughs> Next question. Hi. Um, I have a message from a former cast member, actually. Uh, who? On Twitter. Um, which follows up into my question. I am a massive Tom Everett Scott fan, and I have been since That Thing You Do. I have been loves him. He's a great guy. And I have to ask why you had to join 
the number of casts that have murdered him throughout his career. <laughs> um, but he tweeted, tell them I miss them and I wish I was still whacking seas with them. Oh, oh, he is the best, dude. I love him. Why'd we have to kill him? He costs too much. We couldn't afford it. Yeah. <laughs> we can't afford that. Was this, is that the reason why we killed him? It's a big show. Yeah. <laughs> this show sucks. <laughs> oh my god. I love him. But he's expensive. He's a family man too. You know? And he didn't look hot in that dress. <laughs> <laughs> but we do miss him. He was great, great fun. To he play. was awesome. We love you, Tom. Next question. Hang up, Tom. Uh, hey guys, um, first off, I just want to say um, I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been with you guys since day one. Thanks. Um, watching those commercials in the summer of 2014 with, with DJ, you know, uh, talking about killing Z's and whatnot. Uh, awesome, brother. For, 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 for the time and place I was in in my life, it just it has just provided such a great outlet for me. Um, and I just want to thank you guys. I wish I could go through and. and, and oh, dude, you. come here. I want to hug you. <laughs> <laughs> Just look for him in the foyer after this is all over. He'll be hugging more people, I'm sure. <laughs> really exciting. So, what was your question? Now that you've got, or did you get your fill now that you've been hugged? No, 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 no. no. Uh, so my question is, um, a lot of old storylines are still left open. Um, in particularly, in particular, the one about the man. Uh, I thought he provided just a weird organizational element you know, with what's behind going on in the apocalypse. So for me, that's the one that I'm most interested in. But there's others uh, that I probably can't think of off the top of my head. Are, of are course, we, you were just hugged by DJ <laughs> are, are, are we going to see any of those storylines, you know, wrapped up? And in particular, are we going to see the man come back? Yeah. Season six, I think. <laughs> uh, um, we have a lot of uh, story characters are left open and things like that in, in part because we meet him and we love him. We have Emilio Rivera, another great character. Uh, and and we didn't kill him off. We left him, you know, with like weird eyes and run off into the apocalypse so we could bring him back someday. So it's, it's all up in the air and it's just um, where we want to go that season and how the story tells itself and you know, we kind of play with the way the apocalypse would really be chaotic and people would come and go and disappear and you not know what happened to them. And that's just kind of part of the show psychologically that we're, um, it's sort of intentional that things come and go and you don't know exactly what's going to happen in the long run. But you also keep hinting at like a, a sort of overlord big brother like with Zona and things like that. Right. Someone, uh, someone's pulling puppet strings around there, which we still aren't really clear There's about. more elements of that this season than we see. Mm -hmm. Zona comes back and rears its ugly head in a way. And, uh, but yeah, we all love the, the man and Tom Everett Scott and many of the characters. And some of them go away and, and come back like uh, Addy did this season. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's still that busload of crazy people out there. <laughs> they didn't cost a lot. They were, <laughs> uh, they were great. I love those. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you. I think they know what crazy people are. From the Insane Asylum. There you go, the Insane Asylum. Yes, sir. Hi. Oh, my name's Sarah. And oh, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> I actually, I kind of feel like I'm following you around cons. I saw some of you at Walker Stalker not too long ago. Oh, hey. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking here, but she's over there. Because <laughs> there's monitors right Sorry. <laughs> and my question this time around, um, 
in Zombieland, it was the Twinkie. So for each of you, what would be the ideal thing to find in the middle of the apocalypse? A edible? Yeah. Eat Eating-wise. Anything. Just Anything. Like, Uh, <laughs> what would that mean? Right, right. What? Well, what? What? Well, what? I think I got a couple things. What? What's that? Wait, what, uh, that part? I think a hot shower. Wait, what? Hot what? A hot shower? Yeah. Oh, a hot shower. Absolutely. Cheeseburger? Um, here's the thing. I the other day. We probably, our characters probably stink. Yeah. Like there's no deodorant. Yeah. You know the other, there's a lot of smoke. Go Popeyes, just a whole lot of We probably smell like the 1700s. Yeah. And right now the dude DJ hugged is like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I would say champagne. I would say um, Morton's Restaurant. I would say um, an airplane up out of the apocalypse. <laughs> Fingernail polish. <laughs> In and out burger. Yeah. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> uh, a good old 7 Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did I Oh, what do I want to find? Um, next week's script. Yeah, that, <laughs> <laughs> He's a busy man. <laughs> but you're the one that can do that. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And we go. We hope to find these things. <laughs> and Lydia in that hot ass dress. <laughs> you realize, DJ? Now you have to go to every single person. I know. Yeah. I can bring it up for everybody. <laughs> he got my question is for Kita. Um, as we found out this season, you your character is a huge juggalo, apparently. Huh? Who? Juggalo. In seeing my posse. What's your question? You're in Saint Cloud Posse episode. Yes. Yes. I was wondering if there's anything you, if I was to spit out a bunch of trivia, what are you the most knowledge about song, band, or TV show or something? What would you nail? <laughs> Lydia looks hot in that dress. <laughs> uh, um, huh? Well, uh, uh, well, huh? I'll tell you, football, football, well, yeah, football, football, I'm a and football, basketball. I'm a football, like... Bay, like for real. Yeah. I'm an almanac. Um, she knows all. I could go way back to the Clifton branch. I'm a Raiders fan, big time. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. I know. Let me tell you, brother. <laughs> it goes back. I'm 1900s <laughs> over here. Yeah. Um, I would have to say football. For real. Thank you, Keith, for you got getting it. me I, out of that. I know thing. you. I got you. Just remember, Lydia looks hot in that dress. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Sorry Thank for you. confusing you. No, 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 it's the end of the day. Our brains have turned to mush. Dude, I'm going to give you a hug. You better. <laughs> come on, come on, here. <laughs> this is how Oprah must feel, right? <laughs> if you get a hug, if you get a hug, where, where's my hug? Hug it, will you? Hi. 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 H
Hi, I love you guys so much. I'm such a huge fan. I love Anastasia so much too. I love your character, Addy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my question is for all of you. Uh, what scene out of you guys that have shot, um, which one's the most emo emotional scene? Well, for all the seasons? Yeah. For this one. I'm going to just jump in and say the death of Lucy was, uh, a, that was a big one for me because yeah. one, I had I had to, three Lucys die on me that day, you know, <laughs> she progressed three days uh, or three different ages that day. And uh, so it was, it was an all day thing shooting that scene. It was hard and, and long, but I, I'm really happy and proud of that episode. I mean. The death of my daughter in my arms. And fun fact: um, the oldest Lucy that's dying in my arms when she actually does die is my acting teacher from way back in the day. And so that was really cool to have someone that I know and love play this really emotional and tender scene with me. And this, you know, to to sort of bring that back full circle to someone who taught me how to act, who I'm now getting the chance to have this really powerful moment with. So that was cool. Yeah, you guys did great. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was the, um, the episode when I thought we lost 10K on the Mississippi River, and I wanted to wait. Everybody needed to go, keep pressing on with the mission, but I wanted to stay behind, try to find him, and then they convinced me to just leave, and that was pretty emotional. Not the time when you tipped over the canoe? Yes, Kalita! <laughs> tipped over the canoe. <laughs> did make the gag reel, though, so that was worth it. <laughs> Actually, we have time for one more quick question, unfortunately. You. You're Thank welcome. You so Thanks. How you doing? Big fan of your show. Oh, um, thanks. Just one question that I think uh, some of us are coming <laughs> um, This is for Doc Russell. Um, where can I get some Z-weed around? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Z-weed is not commercially available due to an inconsistent sourcing of zombies. Are you going to give him a hug instead as a consolation prize? <laughs> and first of all, no. you do need you need a Z-whacker T-shirt, man. Seriously? <laughs> I know. Uh, Walking Dead was my original, but. Unless I can get a head like his, and uh, that would be nice. Hook, hook him up, David Lack. You know, David was talking earlier today about trying to get seaweed uh, 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 at your local dispensary, maybe getting an actual strain. Maybe, oh, yeah. great maybe Granddaddy Pokemon, Jack Harrod. That, that would be a great strain, maybe that is the seaweed. Let me tell you, at every convention we go to, so many people come up and give this guy weed. I leave with a <laughs> <laughs> No one's getting murphy anything, but he's loaded up by the time we leave. It's true. <laughs> so where is it at? Fuck. Yeah. I love this. All right, I got these edibles my wife made for you. You're going to love them. <laughs> <laughs> like when you're like when you're in places that weed isn't legal? 
No, lead it. We just leave it in Washington State. No, no, I'm saying when no, you're it, yeah, like, not trying to get in trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you're in Alabama. So I don't even like, care. I just put it in my pocket. He, and if they bust me. He it on the plane. Russell, don't tell what you're doing. He's going to get busted at the airport. Don't tell. Don't tell. Lydia must hide that dress. You carry me the paper. Yeah, I do. What do we got? Okay, bye. Carl, you have one special announcement for everybody, right? Oh, yeah. What? It's a two mic announcement. That's how big it is. We have a new president. What is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're here to There's going to be a spin-off of Z Nation on Netflix called Black Summer. It's a prequel to Z Nation. It goes back to, I mean, some of you know about Black Summer and the mythology of the story. It's about four months into the apocalypse, back after day one. Uh, the low point of the apocalypse is the summer when 95% of the population dies over the course of the summer. Um, it's going to be dark, crazy, edgy. Um, it's directed by John Hyams, uh, starring Jamie King as a mother who's driven to save her daughter in the apocalypse. Um, and it's going to be super scary and intense. Um, Do any of the characters cross over? We're too old to play ourselves now. What's no, this is back in time. I know, it's back in time. We're too old. The CGI to get well, it's like a look at five years you ago. You're crazy. You know, we've always been sort of the, the, the stepchild of The Walking Dead, kind of like the funny, cute version of The Walking Dead. And uh, But we have a lot of great filmmakers and, and people involved in the show, and we wanted to do something where... We set out to go, if you want a real scary, old school, back to the basics, run your ass off zombie show, that's what we're going to do. Um, and it's going to be very different. It's not going to be episodic like you would normally see. It's going to be like an eight-hour chunk you can fight your way through um, on Netflix with all kinds of short chapters that are different lengths and times. So you never know who's going to get killed, who's going to live. You can't tell anything by where you are in the episode about what's going to happen. Um, and I think it's going to be really exciting and uh, crazy. And, no, um, no cheese wheels or zombies? <laughs> no, but it, it'll have a bit, like its own dark sense of humor. But I think it's early in the apocalypse. We're going back to you know kind of the, the roots of uh, zombies um, in Night of the Living Dead. Um, and it's, uh, it's very uh, much about an American refugee story, seeing Americans run for their lives and lose their children and, and fight to save each other um, at their worst and their best. And it's a part of the apocalypse. Z Nation is sort of like the apocalypse as it evolved, got weirder and weirder and weirder as it went. And this is before it got that weird, when it was just scary. Um, and as realistic as possible. And I think that's the direction we're going for Black Summer. So keep an eye on out for it on uh, Netflix coming soon. Awesome. So Sharknado's August 19th. August 19th. And Z Nation is back in October. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for your cast. And Hope you enjoyed that panel from Z Nation. I know I did. I had a good time recording it. Make sure you rate and review the show wherever you get it. We'd greatly appreciate it. 
on Apple Podcasts is the biggest podcast aggregate out there. So if you left us a review there, it would uh, help boost the profile of the show, help more people find it, and help us chase our dreams. Uh, donate via the Cash App. The link is in the description to help support the show if you like. Uh, musical guest this week is Club to Tokyo. I'll put the link to their music in the description as well. Two up, two down.